I'm Lindsay with Wild Root Flower Company. And I'm Shannon from Bloom Hill Farm. Over the last six years, we've leaned on each other as we grew our farms into the profitable six-figure farms they are today. We want you to join us each week as we have real, honest conversations about life and business. And we promise you'll leave feeling inspired and your farming toolbox will be filled with actionable strategies you can implement at any stage in your business. Learn from our mistakes as we talk business, marketing, and growing techniques to help you create the farm of your dreams. So let's roll up our sleeves and get the dirt on flowers. Hi, y'all. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Dirt on Flowers. This is Shannon here, and I get to look at this beautiful face in the, in my computer screen. <laughs> oh, you're so sweet. So sweet. And, um, you know, I don't know. I guess I'm just celebrating that it's October. Mm-hmm. I'm so just, I don't know. Why is it a relief? It's, like, scary because, like, I don't, I'm not going to have this huge income coming in each month, you know? It's also so nice just to like take a deep breath. I love the cool weather. My employees all of a sudden like have like a little extra like skip in their step. Everyone's yeah. just feeling good. <laughs> Waiting the impending doom of the frost, which is so funny because I was just telling Lindsay the other night that we have a couple more weeks. So we're this is like the the fourth of August when we're recording or fourth of October when we're recording this. And um we had like a frost advisory on Sunday evening and Judd and I went into full panic mode covered like our half of our dahlia field (laughs) I was like wait I'm so excited for this to end but here I am just like (laughs) limping it along (laughs) so we're we're getting there though are are we supposed to get some cold weather Friday night are you you two lens are you guys looking for yeah we are yeah we're looking probably at frost Friday night which yeah this is always a gamble. I took on some wedding, like a few uh, pickup weddings that are on the yes, 22nd. And so that's where I'm like, yes. feel a little sweaty about, um, mm-hmm. which we'll figure it out. But um, yeah, I'm like, holy cow. I It hasn't been until November. It's like almost a month you know? earlier than it was yes. the last two years. So yes. um and we're right on the river valley, so sometimes we get skipped over. So we'll see. I may I may run sprinklers, sprinkler heads to kind mm-hmm. of uh, save the dahlias. Um, yes. Even though I'm ready to start digging. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm like, save the dahlias. Screw the gomfrina. Yeah. <laughs> I can't let it all die. No. I mean, just get to the point in the season where you just like <laughs> want to light a match on it all. Mm-hmm. But you still have mm-hmm. obligations. I know I kind of screwed, not screwed myself over. I hate saying that, but I have some obstacles like a little later in the season with a few weddings and stuff where I really, mm-hmm. if I use the dahlias, I would really love to. So I'll probably mm-hmm. just be limping through trying to figure it out, which is okay. So whenever it comes, it's always like a relief, like a cry of excitement and exhaustion. So yeah, I'm mm-hmm. looking forward to it. Yeah, ditto. <laughs> <laughs> it's been so fun with these Spill the Dirt episodes because it's really fun. We get to like truly like connect in with you guys to like answer some of your questions real time. So, you know, we put it out on Instagram every Sunday and um, we ask us like, hey, you know, what are your burning questions? Marketing, business, growing, um, anything, life, business. We are uh, open book as far as any of those topics. So it's always fun to see what you submit to us. So we'll be doing some some three of your questions today for our October Spill the Dirt. 
Yeah. And it, they are always great questions. Like oh, when yeah. I read through them, I'm like, man, I could just, I, they're thoughtful. And I think we could do full episodes off of some of yes. these even. Yeah. So hundred percent. Okay. You want to dive in? Sure. You want to do question one, little lady? Sure. Okay. All right. So the first question we got was from Sunrise Hill Flower Farm, Casey. And um, the question was, what are the decisions you've made that have given the biggest financial returns? So that's a good question. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause just that, you know, thinking back about like what, where did I take a, a financial risk and leap? Mm-hmm. Um, I would say, Early on, it was, I would say it was my cooler was mm-hmm. just like my first, I didn't have one my first year. I had one my second year. We built one. Uh, and that was sort of the, I could see where I was wasting money the first mm-hmm. year. And yes. I was like, I really need to get a cooler. And just even the science behind the, you know, flower, um, the health of like, you know, hydrating the flower and how much longer the vase life is going to last with having it. And, um, all of those, um, benefits to it, it was a big investment for me mm-hmm. initially, you know, I yes. was like, but it, it also lowered my anxiety about mm-hmm. how quick I had to pick flowers, turn flowers, how it like lengthened my window to still make money off of that. Um, so I would say that was really a, turning point for me. Um, and the second one would be my high tunnel. I would mm-hmm. say was my like other, you know, my next financial piece was like, Oh gosh, it's so it's, it felt at the time, like so much money. And I, but that's, those have been like huge returns on the investment yes. for me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I completely agree with both of those. Um, they are just like the gift that keeps on giving and the cooler gives you the gift of, um, like better time management, like better quality of life. Cause you're not always like, you know, harvesting like on the fly for everything. So, and you can harvest better with at, at the t- optimal time. And it just creates like a better business for you. I think hundred percent better customer experience and everything. I would say, um, for us, I would say like our woody, our other woody crops, like peonies, um, I love the peonies and every year, like, so when we first got started, it was very expensive. I mean, it's super expensive to get going with peony roots. Um, so we, I think we put 400 in like year two, which was a lot. I mean, for us, that was a lot, but we're selling them for like four or $5 a stem here retail. There's nothing as beautiful, I think for wedding work. So they've just continually pay off as I go. And eventually we'll be, we're kind of getting to the point now with those that with that group, my, our first group that we planted that we'll be splitting and increasing our stock that way here, um, which is really exciting and nice. And honestly, I could sell peonies all day. So um, those have been a really good investment. And so every year we've done a little bit more and we have about like 1,100 or so now. So we cut a lot of peonies and they just keep giving that profit right back to us every single year. So that was, I think, a good investment in addition to the cooler on our, on our part. Mm Mm-hmm. And one, another thing too, when you were talking, it popped into my mind is just employees. Yes. Like that's a risk. It's a decision that you make. Um, and I think that's a part, a hesitation, but man, they are an asset that just, 
has had the biggest financial, that's probably the biggest financial return I ever had was like just investing in employees on the farm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. um, And kind of expanded that. Yeah. It's always scary too. I feel like that's a hard thing because that all of a sudden you're responsible for somebody's at least partial, Mm -hmm. um, you know, living wage, which is like, which a lot, it's a lot of pressure. And I feel like we're going to talk about this because we have our third question is, um, about employees. So, um, but employees are, give you a quality of life and they only improve your business in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Um, it'd be hard to do it without them. Um, so yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Uh, question number two from Crooked Creek Flower Co., what is the worst mainstream quotes advice out there? Um, I, I don't know. I, I think there's a lot. There's I think lot. I think there's a lot. There's a lot of um, bad advice, and I think for me, um, if I'm answering this, I think it. And I come across this a lot with customers, with um, budding flower farmers, is this idea that um, this job is like a dream, um, mm-hmm. and it is. In some ways it is. Um, in a lot of ways, it still take, it's, it's still a job. It takes a lot of work. It takes a, being business savvy. Like it is a business. It's not mm-hmm. walking around in the flower fields with their flower crowns every day, picking flowers. Like it's like, how many flowers can you pick in, in the next 30 minutes? Because you got somebody waiting on an order. Um, it's not always a dream. And I mm-hmm. think and, and it's part of the benefit. I mean, yes, we get to work around all this beauty. We get to, as entrepreneurs, it's like the entrepreneur struggle. Like we, we create our own schedules. And there's good and bad to that. Um, I think that's a perk um, of what we do. But I think there's this mainstream idea that what we do is easy. Um, and it's anything but. Um, you got to have some serious grit and determination out there. Some business savvy to make it. Um, and so I think I would. I think it's good for flower farming and for customers to see flower farming in a new way because they have a, an appreciation or it brings awareness to flower farming, which I think is important. Um, but as far as the actual growing of flowers and running this business, it is not always a dream, um, but it can be your dream. And you, I think you do get to make it what you want it to be. Um, but I, I really, I kind of hate that. I hate that advice. And I hope like even, you know, when we're doing this podcast that we really do try to give y'all like a good look into what it really takes to run it and run it well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I'm very uh, mindful of when I'm writing on social media to mm-hmm. not portray it as, because the images themselves are dreamy. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I think that that's just what continues this. And I love what I do. I would not change my career for anything. So, you know, to, but that's a very realistic, um, you know, very realistic answer is to say, like, it is not a dream, like Mm -hmm. the fantasy side. There are parts of it that are. um, But yeah, in reality, it's still, it's a lot of work. You're constantly mm-hmm. being pushed and um, and pulled sometimes too. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think that's that's great advice. Mine, um, my like, I would say worst mainstream advice out there is the hustle culture. And I know I've talked about this a couple times, but this idea that we have to hustle because I know most of you listening probably are still work in a full-time job. Mm-hmm. And, um, and if you're not, you're still probably in that like 
hurry, hustle, like got to do it all. And I just don't think it's solid advice. Um, Mm -hmm. In the beginning, we always, you know, we've both talked about how we kind of, we did it all. You know, we tried all these different things and we're in the season of our businesses now where we're able to be more like pick and choose. But I still think that um, there is a way to grow a business and be profitable and not have to put your toe in every tub to see mm-hmm. if it fits, you know, um, or not tub, a shoe, <laughs> right? A shoe, if it, the shoe yeah. fits. The tub, yeah, I was going to say, if it's like warm water, I mean, you could put your foot in a tub. Sure. You probably want to after the farming season. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, I think that there is um, hustle seasons. Mm-hmm. I think that's a really good way to look at it and yeah. putting an end date. So for, you know, for me, I was like, I knew my end goal was I was going to quit my full-time job. And so I didn't know exactly when I started that out, you know, so there were just like times where it was like, really took a lot of grit and focus and determination to just keep pushing. But then there's a rest period, you know, and there has to be that. And so I guess that whole advice of just like, you know, you've got to be super mom and you have to work your full-time job and you still have to run a business. It's like, that's, that's a hard ask of anybody. And, um, to be really good at anything, you know, that you're doing, it's like, you have to be a hundred percent there. And it's like, if you're burning the candle at both ends, you're going to get burnt eventually. Mm -hmm. So, um, just be kind to yourself and less sometimes is, is more. I think with, yeah. with even what we're doing. Cause what we do is hard period. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I would say that's my, that's probably my nice. advice or my answer to that. Mm-hmm. We don't have to do it all. No, we don't. Um, we, we do all right. Things well. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> my mom, and I think I've said it on here before, my mom's a yoga instructor, but she always says where your attention goes, your energy flows. Oh. And it's really like very, True. And I just heard um, something this morning that was like, you become what you think about. So, you know, be like, hey, what are you thinking about? Nothing. Well, you become what you think about, you know, that negative thought. So it's like where your attention goes and your energy gets put into. So if you think about like, it it makes sense that large majority of my attention and time went to this business, you know, Mm -hmm. and it was like in it, I could see the momentum. So I continued to put more effort in there. So maybe Maybe, um, you know, it's that you really, right now I'm kind of in a season where I'm like, my focus is kind of on myself um, Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, kind of readjusting some things in my life. And so there's going to be more attention and more growth, I would say, in that area in the coming coming months. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, You know, so it's just like, just be kind, I guess, just be kind Mm -hmm. to yourself and make sure that you're still accounting for yourself as part of the, part of the business equation. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. So, question three is from Three Little Buds Flowers. And um, I think this is one that we get a lot. Like, we've gotten this a lot. Um, Mm -hmm. So, when is it time to hire an employee? And it's a, uh, I'll just tell you a quick little story. So, I was Valentine's Day probably three years ago or four years ago. Um, I was, it was like midnight, one in the morning. I had, I had actually bought flowers in and was reselling them. Cause I was like, Oh, I, 
you know, it was just to me at that time was like income. We no longer mm-hmm. do that. I launched my CSA instead. Yes. Um, and or push my CSA sales um, because I am not a florist, you know, it's not what I do. So it was this confusing pathway for me. But to me in my mind at the time was like, oh, it's money. So here I am like after midnight for sure. And I am standing in my kitchen. I couldn't get my orders done. Like I couldn't get my orders done. And it was super late. I still had to wrap bouquets. And here I am standing in my kitchen bawling. And I'm like, you know what? I'm the limiting factor here. Like this, I am the reason that this business can't propel forward. And because I had to have my hand in everything. I needed to have it like I needed to make sure that I touched every bouquet and I talked to every customer. And so, um, you know, I had to figure out how I could still be the brand and Mm -hmm. have employees that reflected that for me. And so I realized in that moment, okay, I have to make a shift. I've got to have more employees on here full time. I don't have to touch everything. I need to let go of some control. Um, And so I would say my answer to that question is like, what, you know, when you're the limiting factor of your business growing, it's time to hire an employee. If you are feeling like what I just talked about in the worst mainstream advice, where it's like, you know, you're on fire or, you know, it's, that's the time to hire another, a a person to help you. Um, Even if you don't know how to do it, even if you don't know how to do the paperwork, you don't think you can financially afford it, you know, then I always think that, then you go back to why am I doing this? Mm-hmm. You know, um, what is my end goal? And, you know, work backwards from there. Like if it's trying to hit you to the next goal or the next thing, it's like, then, okay, I need to hire somebody, even if it's mm-hmm. 10 hours a week, you know, yeah. it's like, that's 10 hours a week that you don't have to weed or harvest or wash buckets or whatever the thing is. Um, but when you're feeling like tapped out, you either lost your way within what your focus is and, you know, how you want to propel your business forward or if you want to, um, and, um, or you want to keep your marriage and you don't want your husband to have to <laughs> pull weeds. Um, but I would say, yeah, when you're the limiting factor in that, uh, in your business where it's mm-hmm. not making money, then it's time to hire an employee. Yeah. I think we get caught up and I, I did this too. I'm like, I have to do everything. If I'm not weeding all the beds, like, am I a farmer? You know, I feel like there's like not, you don't have to, there's not a lot of glory in doing those things. And I feel like it's kind of like, and I hate saying like low level tasks, but those are like easily trainable tasks that you can offload onto somebody and then be continuing to propel your business forward. Um, and I think it's like, you could start so small. I mean, I, I, you could start with like three hours a week to just have somebody wash all your buckets. Um, you know, it could be washing buckets, weeding, anything that you're, when you're going to do it, you're just like, wow, why in the heck am I spending my time on this? When I, there's so many more important things, but I'm just trying to make it every day. And I think at different points in your business, and I, I still find this, um, I'm, when you scale up or when you do things differently or you like feel that burn inside you that you know that it can be better, um, you're going to be the limiting factor. I'm still the limiting factor in my business at times too. So at every level, I think you're going to feel that and then you're going to make changes based upon that feeling. And I think um, when it happens and you're just like, 
wow, my business could do so much better if I had the time to devote to it. Because really, we're selling flowers, yes. Most of all, we're selling ourselves. And if you're not there selling yourselves and you're out weeding, you know, all day, um, I think you're missing out. Uh, so I think you're going to know when, and I feel like when you're feeling like, um, Hey, this is just, it needs to go somewhere and it's just not going anywhere. Cause I'm only ke- barely keeping up with my daily tasks. Um, that's when you need somebody. Um, and you know, people do employees a lot of different ways. I mean, when we first started, we, uh, just did a 1099, um, cause they were working pretty limited hours with very specific jobs. Now we run through a payroll system. Some people do like, if you have a CSA, they do like volunteer hours. I mean, that's a whole nother thing to manage, but there's ways to get help other than like guilting people into it. And I mean, you could definitely do that too. You know what I mean? Family and friends, like Judd and I had help for a long time that way. Um, So I feel like as you take those little baby steps, you're going to have that feeling. You're going to know when it feels right. And then just find somebody and then that it's going to be a transition for your business to have employees that, that it's hard. It's another hard thing to go through, um, like creating expectations for them, managing them um, is a whole nother piece. But I really do feel like for for us that our business really took off when we started to not have to do all of the the baseline tasks on the farm all the time. Do we do it? Yes but we don't, aren't the only ones doing it. Um, so it's still getting done. So yeah, I mean, employees are great. They're, they're hard and they're great all Mm -hmm. at the same time. So. Mm -hmm. I think too, um, and I, I think I said it just a few minutes ago, but really if you're at this like pivot point where you're like, okay, do I hire, do I not hire? And going back to getting clear on like that end goal, I think is always working backwards Mm -hmm. from there of just seeing like, okay, it's the next step. And you were so spot on when you were talking about like, there's always going to be something in there that is a challenge, right? The next challenge becomes like managing a schedule or learning how to do payroll. Um, And I will also throw in there, like if you are looking to hire somebody, um, talk to an accountant to Mm -hmm. see uh, versus 1099 versus payroll. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I will, I will advise to that, like 1099 has to be a contractor. So they have to bring their own tools. Um, they usually are like their own LLC or like you're not dictating their schedule. There's a lot of rules that go with that. So you want to watch that, um, versus doing like the payroll where they're actually an employee. Mm-hmm. Um, so just speak to a professional on that. Um, but yeah, I mean, it just even volunteer programs with the career centers, mm-hmm. you know, like a, yeah. a, a local career center or um, a college student that's like looking for some internship hours. We have a pretty good volunteer program in the spring where people like want to come in and help. And so we have an email list of people if there's like a, you know, something we need help for that mm-hmm. people will kind of like come in and rally. But um, yeah, I think that's that's really great advice, you know, as far as you propelling your business forward. It's like those employees are that like catalyst that kind of get you to that next level. Yeah. I mean, Mm -hmm. the business would be nothing without it. And it's not just farming. I mean, it's other, other businesses, any business, you know, is going to rely upon others to work as a team in order to, to make the common goal happen. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think when you get to take that pressure off of yourself to do it all, you start doing things better 
Um, and it's things in your wheelhouse. Like maybe you're just not that good at, I don't know, let's just say social media and you pay somebody, you know, five hours a week to write, help write the messages or draft it. And then you tweak it, you know, maybe that would Mm -hmm. like, you know, relieve some stress from you. Um, You know, people have different strengths. And I think when we play into our strengths, our businesses excel. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Shannon, did we just do a 25 minute episode? I don't know. I'm checking the time like this cannot be real. No. Oh my god. That's okay. We, like that's how we kind of you. envisioned it. It was. We just talked too much. Good for us, man. Okay. That just means they can they can uh, binge more episodes, get back yes. and listen. Yes. So um yeah, so if you have just found our podcast. Okay. Um, go back to the beginning, go back to episode one, get to hear about how Shannon and I met kind of what we envisioned for this whole like podcasting journey. So if you just found us, welcome, mm-hmm. um, welcome dirt bags. That's what we call you. And, uh, and if you've been here since the beginning, thank you. Um, we have so many invested people with this. It's just like, it's so nice, even though our, you know, our Instagram following is, it's, it's slowly growing. It's like, as a new person kind of comes in, it's like, it's just, it feels so fun to like get to meet other flower farmers and, um, you know, feel the excitement. Cause like, you know, when you, um, you know, when you're new to the business, there's this like burning excitement and there still is, I think even Mm -hmm. for me, year six, where I'm like, that's what, charges me forward into like, here we go into year seven, um, to be like, you know, the confidence that we've gained and all of the knowledge and to know that we're still going to be learning next year and the year after, you know, I think that's what makes a really good business owner is to just stay humble with like in that like problem solving learning, um, spot. And I think you cannot go wrong in that way. So, um, I thank you guys so much for joining us here for another episode. Um, if you have not hit the subscribe button to our podcast, which I bet you have, but if you have not, stop, hit the subscribe button so you don't miss out on any future episodes. If you have a friend on Instagram, on social media that you are is a fellow flower farmer and you think, man, you would just love to hear this advice or just join the conversation with us, um, send them our podcast. It is the biggest – it's like a – virtual hug that you're giving Mm -hmm. Shannon and I each time we get get that kind of keeps us going keeps us producing wanting to produce content um and you know the team rally the the Mm -hmm. farming community it just kind of it continues to uplift you so um don't forget to head over to Instagram at dirt on flowers seriously drop us a comment a message we do love to hear from you so um appreciate you guys joining us for another episode and we will see you same time same place next week 